Well, you're listening to the entertaining Two Ramblers podcast with middle-aged guys talking Ramblers hoops from a very different perspective. I'm your host with the jokes, Dauber, from the class of 1994 and from the class of 1998. It's your analyst with the attention to detail, Sammy D. What up, Dauber? Sammy D, welcome in. Well, man. Episode. Oh, we got a lot to talk about, so I, I'm gonna let you be the host and let it, let's get it rolling. Well, I, uh, you know, we wanted to do something special for our tournament preview show, and uh, I can't believe this happened. I put out a call to Rambler Nation. Does anyone know Matt Hawes? And sure, and, sure enough, I, 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 Ivy, is that who it was, Matt? Yeah, Ivy Orca Lung, yeah. Uh, yeah, Ivy Orca Lung. Uh, she, she hooked this up. So welcome into the podcast, Matt Hawes, who we affectionately refer to as Matt the Hammer Hawes. Now, did I make that up, or have you ever been called that before? You know, man, that sounds like some Obi-Wan stuff right there. That's a name <laughs> I haven't been called in a long, long time. <laughs> I, I mean... Uh, but, um, yeah, that was real. The hammer back in the day. Were, were you actually okay? I thought I'm getting old. I thought, well, maybe I just conflated that name, but uh, that that was kind of. I remember there was a wrestler named Matt the Hammer, so I don't know if that's how it stuck. But I always called you the Hammer when we when you were playing. You know, I'll give that one to Pat Schultz, our old announcer. He called me the Hammer, and he called Danielle Bush. Remember him? Oh, the yeah. guy from the Navy that was there called him the Warrior. So yes, you were the warrior and the hammer. Yes, sir. I, I and and I was gonna I was gonna ask you. And okay, first of all, let me just say we're so thankful that you're on the show, Matt okay. the Hammer Hawes. I want to get. Let me just play a little applause. All of Rambler Nation is excited for you to come, uh, and uh, and we just want to share. You know, talk about this team this year, and but kind of hear a little bit about your experience being a Rambler, and you you. You jumped one of my first questions. I wanted to know, do you ever still talk to Danielle Bush? I mean, is that is that a guy oh, you stay in contact with at all? You know, I've stayed in contact with a lot of the guys, surprisingly, man. We try to get together once every few years for like a little reunion, the old uh, alumni game. None of us get out there and play anymore, but we'll, we'll come back to campus and try to catch a game. And uh, I mean, probably one of the highlights of my adult life, man, was getting to reconnect with a bunch of guys down in uh, Atlanta for the sweet 16 and, and the lead eight and then uh, beg the old wife to give me one more weekend pass to get out to San Antonio and linked up with the fellows for the final four. So, I mean, surreal, man, to see our little school on the, on the marquee with Candace and Villanova and the other teams. It was, it was amazing. Okay. So I, I could, I can relate as far as a fan, but as okay. a former player, but a guy that put on the Jersey that wore the Loyola on the crest, it's like, what was it like? You know, seeing the team that, I mean, because we talked about what it was like, because we're trying to inform the the fans that are maybe caught on like in the two, late 2000s. You guys don't understand. I mean, there was nobody oh, in the stands. I mean, there, I mean, I felt bad for Matt and Danielle. It's like, we. I mean, I remember the one game where we played Wisconsin. We didn't score for like six or seven minutes. It was just like, you know, those are the games that we remember as students. It's like, so what was it like, you know, seeing that run in 2018 or, or last year where, the school that you represented also now gets this national acclaim. You know, it felt, it felt great, honestly. I mean, to your, to your point, 
Sammy. I mean, you think about some of the 90s teams we had. Um, you know, it was coming in kind of on the tail end of that 85 team that played against Georgetown. The program was on the upswing with Coach Ray, and we just didn't have the success that we wanted. But seeing some of the coaching changes over the years, seeing the team progressively get better, and then to watch them make the Final Four, man, I've got a video on my phone of me walking into the arena for the first time, mm-hmm. thinking about those Ramblers running out of the tunnel with 80,000 in the uh, Alamo Dome. It was it was surreal, man. It was it was a mind blower. And then you know we we had chances to win that game against Michigan too. We were thinking yeah. we might have made the championship. We, we were up by ten. Game, so. We were up by ten in the second half. One bad stretch, right? <laughs> One bad stretch. And uh, I, you know, I always think about that game though. Um, I don't mean to put a negative on it, but man, I, I watched that Villanova Kansas game uh, after our game, and <laughs> it would have been tough for anybody to beat Villanova that year. But uh, what a run, man! Sweet sixteen last year too. I mean, we're starting to. You guys tell me how you feel about this. I'm starting to have expectations now when we make the tournament. It's not just, hey, let's get in there, maybe win a game. I really do feel like we got a legit shot to go back to the Sweet 16 again this year. Well, I, yeah, absolutely. And and, and I want to get into that, but I, I want to stick on your your career for just a second. Sure. Um, okay, this is the game where, where you really became my favorite player. Um, do you remember – the double overtime game against Northwestern at Alumni Gym, or uh, not Alumni Gym, Alumni Hall at DePaul. On DePaul's campus. Northwestern would not play us at our home stadium, you know, because they were worried that their fans would come and, you know, buy our tickets. (laughs) And uh, so we had to play at this, like, neutral site. Uh, Do you remember that game at all? Man, I remember that like it was yesterday. Um I was literally getting out of the hospital. I had gone and we played Appalachian State right before Christmas. This is, I think this is right after the uh, Christmas holiday. Right. And I got a really terrible ear infection, man. And I ended up spending about three, four days in the hospital out in the south suburbs where I'm from. And so I literally climbed out of the hospital bed, man, for that game. And, uh, man, I wish we would have beat them. I, I, I remember a lot from that game. I remember not closing out on a three-point shooter that Northwestern had, kind of letting them take the, the lead that, that ultimately beat us. But, um I think I had a couple of really nice dunks. A dunk at the buzzer from nice assist from Theotis Owens to put it in the overtime. Yes, and then I yes. Had overtime. Pretty nasty. T.O., my boy. Yeah, man, man. I, I'm telling I, you. I, I do remember having uh, dinner with T.O. on a number of occasions at uh, at Mert's uh, cafeteria. So that was all. Yeah, man. Times. And he's my roommate for two years, too. So me and, oh, me and T.O. Are, go way back. Well, yes. I, I it's so it, – one thing that's so cool about this, and I love doing this podcast for, for this reason is – you know, you might find one byline in, in a Tribune archive about the game. Mm. We can't watch it on YouTube, <laughs> right? I'm so it's looked, right, <laughs> and 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 yeah, he's looked. I'm like, I gotta show you. I, I was this, and Listen, and I gotta put, I gotta put this out to Rambler Nation real quick too. If anybody can find that Sports Center clip. From that Loyola Notre Dame game in '94, man, where they were like too much bad odds. I will. I, I got a bottle of Blue Label on it back there. <laughs> that, <laughs> I, I mean, that was another game, right? You guys beat Notre Dame for the first time in like 28 years or something, yeah. and and your name your your name came up. You played big in the second half of that game, and um, yeah, I mean that's the that's the crazy thing about it. Now we're in this era where everything's on tape, everything you can see, everything. But in some ways, like one of the interesting things about even being a Loyola fan, and we've been talking about this this year, you know, we almost were able to watch every game live um, with real announcers. 
uh, with these, there was one game that was a little shaky uh, where you know they were uh, where where the audio wasn't syncing with the video, but pretty much every game available. And think of how many of those games in the past where it's like if you didn't oh, if you didn't have L you didn't have your rabbit ears on your radio to hear WLUW or you weren't right. you weren't on campus you didn't see that game. True. I mean, just living out here in the in the Bay Area, we moved out here from Orland Park uh, out in Southwest Road about probably about six seven years ago, and uh, it's really allowed me to stay close to what the Ramblers are doing. I watched the championship on. That was a CBS game against uh, Drake, too, man, in the championship. Yeah. Um, but just allowed me to stay close. And there's a little Rambler Nation out here. I had dinner with Matt Young. Remember him? From those yeah, guys? yeah, yeah. Now he's, he's been over in China for a long time now. He came over to the Bay, and we had a couple drinks and a little dinner. So I, I like to stay connected to the program, man. <laughs> Matt Young, yeah. Oh, man. Are you bringing all these names back? I love it. I love it. Well, let's – hey, guys, let's – I mean, we've all, you know – basically shown that we care about the ramblers we know we watch the ramblers we're very invested um matt what did you see this year on the ramblers any any anything stand out to you any play or any sort of uh uh just performances stand out to you what what did you see in these guys this year you know i just i love the way they play defense you know everybody today wants to do the and one mixtape stuff and throw up alley-oops and cross people over and that's great but they just they work their tail off on defense, man. It allows a team like that to compete with some of these quote-unquote bigger programs. And um, I think there's just been a nice consistency that I've seen from Porter Levy um, to the new coach, Coach Valentine. I mean, he's come in and really been able to keep the, the, the bones, the framework of the program consistent. Added a couple new pieces, man, a few wrinkles here and there, but that the way they get after it on defense. And then I just think their, their efficiency. And I always hated – a team that would just grind you down every possession and then all of a sudden you get back cut and they score a layup with two seconds left on it. That just wears you out on defense. So I think they're built for another run. You know, they always get in the tournament. I think the thing with them too is a lot of these mid-major programs have an experienced group of kids who've been together, right, for two, three, four years and know how to win. Um, You know, whether you're an All-American McDonald's freshman, uh, you're still a freshman. And uh, when things get tight in the tournament, man, expectations come out and – I think this team is built to win uh, a couple games in the tournament, go on another run. Yeah, we'd love to see that. Um, any any players stand out to you this year that you you love rooting for? You know, I just, I've always watched uh, Williamson since the time he was a freshman. I think he was a freshman on that Final Four team. So yep. to see him, you know, get to this level uh, and still have the, the level of consistency. You think about what he's going to be able to say about his four years up in Rogers Park, man. What a ride, right? Wait, five. Five, five years. Got the, got five years. Year. Year. <laughs> he's got the COVID year. But, it, you know, Norris, too, that point guard. And he's, he's small, but he is tough, man. I love the way he gets after it and competes, knocks down open shots. And, um, you know, I saw a couple of the, the hardworking hustle. What's the big boy? Uh, the transfer, Knight. Knight, Chris yeah, Knight. He's a, he's, he's a big body in there, man. He can throw that around, block some shots. So I think they're they're formidable. He, he did. Uh, I just looked back. Sam Sam c- 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 went back through all the podcasts. Chris Knight did get the most hammer awards of the season. I think I got four or five. Yeah, um, yeah. So much so that we had to change. We had to uh, one, make a new award. Well, we were thinking for, about calling it the Chris Knight Award at one point. Cause yeah, it, for, for excellence. Because there were a number of nights it was like seven for eight or you know seven for nine. Yeah. Which is off like the bench. Stuff. Off the bench. Yeah. Seven for nine off the bench. 
stat yeah. stuffer. Uh, you need those guys, though, right? Yeah. No. And uh, and you're you're right. Well, hey, well, let me say one thing. I I got to probably more games than both of you guys this year. Sam's on the East no, Coast, without a doubt. <laughs> Sam's on the East Coast, and um, I'll say, uh, Williamson in person this year. I mean, he's at another level. He he. Mm. I I mean, I don't know what his prospects are for. Uh, you know, for pros, but his the level of intensity that he plays with. Um, when you just see him, you know, off ball or not on the camera, but just covering Dean up and stuff like that. And then he sh- his three point shooting this year has just been. Yeah. I mean, he's he's won a couple games for us. Uh, the the one that I went to live was Bradley double overtime, where he gets a four point mm-hmm. play in the last couple minutes of regulation to keep us in that game, you know, and, uh, and Norris too has had a couple of just nights where he just was lights out. Uh, and so both of those guys were so fun to watch in person. Yeah. I think Williamson too, man, he's really worked on his body. I've seen an evolution from his freshman year. He kind of came in, he's kind of skinny and now he looks like he's got that NBA kind of body, the broader shoulders. He's bulked up a little bit, still quick enough, you know, I don't know about the league, but he could definitely play somewhere in Europe. I think he's got a good career ahead of him over there. Yeah. You never know, right? Yeah. You, you look at those pictures of him freshman year, like when he came from Whitney Young. He, he, yeah. He looks so skinny. Like, uh, and yeah, he does look, he, he does look a lot stronger. Sam, you were going to say does. something? Well, I just, I, I'm really kind of curious, Matt, as uh, Matt Hawes, not Dobber. Because um, <laughs> I'm dealing with two Matts here. It's kind of a, uh, Matt's on both sides, uh, but Matt, it just I would I would love just to kind of hear you know as as you watch the game as one has played it. Now we get into this March Madness is you know or, or is this kind of like extra basketball because now it's like you're playing against teams that um, that belong. And this is something that I've always said about Loyal is like I I, I don't care if they win or lose. And, and, and I say that only because it's like I want them to be able to compete where they step on the court. They feel like, hey, we have a shot, mm-hmm. you know, and what I felt like there was a lot of times when when we were all students where it was like if everything goes right, we can win yeah. this game. Yeah. Whereas there are th- and, and what I find really kind of fun about this team now is at a point where it's like maybe Williamson has an off night but Norris picks it up or, you know, Knight doesn't have his seven for nine, but you know, Tom Welch comes in and does five for six. It's like everything doesn't have to fall in place, but just like, could you speak to what it means to have a team where there's eight to 10 guys that could, once they all come on the court, there's a chance we can win no matter who we're playing. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a huge deal, man. I mean, I was thinking about that championship game. Schwieger stepped up and had a great game. I love Marquise Kennedy, man. The guy's just like an old-school glue guy out there, you know, gets it done uh, from an undersized standpoint. So I, I think you're right, Sammy. I mean, just our mentality going to a lot of those games is, hey, let's let's try to keep it close or survive. Maybe if everything goes perfectly, well, you got to win. You know, Matt, you mentioned that uh, Wisconsin game. We won that game my freshman year. That was my first game of my Loyola career, and I don't know if you remember yeah. this. And we played – Notre Dame real tight. I mean, maybe to overtime the second game, and then it was Bradley Purdue. We thought we were in a few of those games. That started to change over the last couple of years. I think this current team, to your point, Sammy, now there's expectations around it, right? They've been consistently winning at a pretty high level, and if somebody has an off night, and one of those other guys steps up, and they can still they can still win a game and still advance. So um, it's exciting to see, and I, I think it's 
the thing that warms my heart the most is we're finally getting that recognition on the national stage. I mean, you know, little Catholic school on the north side. It was always DePaul. It was always Illinois. But to see Loyola, I mean, that game last year in the NCAA tournament, man, I can't tell you. I won a lot of money off that game. All friends of mine <laughs> took out Loyola was going to beat us down, and they just played. They played great. So um, I want a hand. I want a handle of bullet. I've been watching the players out of the corner of my eye all day and I haven't even been drinking because I knew I was getting on this podcast with you guys so I bust out the four roses and I'm like oh, let's let's celebrate this I love it I love four roses man a nice little uh, old fashioned there you go mm. yeah oh, the, boy you fit right in here we'll make it the three ramblers <laughs> podcast <laughs> <laughs> I love it um, hey, hey! Tell me something, Matt. Uh, just, just back in, and let's have a little fun for a second. Uh, I asked this to last week. We had our brother-in-law, on who uh, you know we all grew up with and lived, went to Loyola with. Uh, he married our sister, so it was kind of crazy. Um, it's incestuous, if you will. Well, no, it's not. It's just weird because because he was my roommate, and then it's like they started dating. And it's like, oh, now it's now I got to ask my sister if he, if my, if her boyfriend can go out with me. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, so anyway, uh, here's the question for you. I asked this to uncle Jeffy last week, uh, back in say 95, right when you're at Loyola, uh, you got a five disc changer. What are a couple of the go-to mm. CDs that Ooh. you had in that, in that changer back then? <laughs> oh boy. Here we, go. Woo. here we go. Boy. And I did have a five disc changer too. You remember those days when it wasn't all? Oh yeah, yeah that's um, that's all. We, that was like our iPod. <laughs> I mean, I gotta say, you know, either both the Chronic and probably Doggy Style. Nineties callback. Oh, yeah. Three years older. Um, <laughs> Neo Soul was just kind of coming out. Yeah, back then. you remember D'Angelo? D'Angelo, right? yeah. Boy, that that's album cover. Good. I I got I got a little those abs on that album cover. You know, <laughs> come on, right? Um, little little Jodeci, maybe Jodeci nineties R and B. Sure. Who else in there? I'm an old, I'm old school though, man. These guys always make fun of me. Well, so how about a little Tribe Called Quest? Stuff. Tribe Called Quest on there. I love that. Well, that was that was pretty like new school back in that time. But sure. like, I was, yeah, I was, sure. Uh, that, but I was still, a big Marvin Gaye, but Stevie Wonder fan too. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Well. That is old school from yeah. the 90s. You know, so. Mixing it up a little bit, right? And I like it. So you <laughs> nice. grew up You grew up in, uh, where you grew up? Uh, south, south Suburbs, is that what you said? Yeah, Maxon out there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Rich Central High School, um, Kendall Gill growing up as my next door neighbor. So that's what got me into to hoop. And uh, he was a few years older than me, but watched him go on that run with Illinois in the late 80s. And, yeah. And you ever be able to get to college myself. Did you ever meet him? Well, he's a next-door yeah. neighbor, Dabra. Come on. Yeah, we were, Did you not hear what he said? I, 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 I don't know. I, he's on TV now. He's like the – he's the Bulls – I know. He's the Bulls, um, like, after-show the- host. Yeah. Man, I mean, you know, our families go way back, and I just enjoy watching his pro career. I mean, he's a guy who obviously came out of Illinois with a ton of talent. Never got to, you know, the, the, the championship, but just – I remember Kendall, man, always taught me how to – take care of the old body you know he probably had lasted another four or five years in the league just staying in shape you know showing the young guys how to be pros eating right taking care of himself so uh you know it's always good to see him as an example okay so that, that, that leads to me a, to a question it, so have there been opportunities where you've been able to do that for loyalist players of this era yeah, that's a good question you know when I was living in Chicago I was probably a little bit closer to the, to the program right. and the players but um you know just showing up 
like you said, telling some stories about the old days, man, giving them a little bit of perspective. I think that's the number one thing. If I had a time machine, I wouldn't be worried about my five disc changer. I would go back and tell myself, hey, maybe miss one of those parties, right, or two, and get in the gym and work on your game a little bit more. I think, you know, regret is always tough to live with when you look back at what could have been back in that era, especially that first couple of years where we had some talented guys. And so I think just encouraging those guys to – maximize those four years and get all you can. I mean, just really squeeze it all out of that college experience. I think that's, that's, um, that's paramount for any college basketball player. Well, I wish they listened to the show. Cause that's great. That's great advice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm better at giving it than I am at taking it though. Uh, says, well, so. <laughs> yeah. All right. You and me both, Matt. <laughs> right. Come on, man. Well, let's, uh, let's, let's bring it down for our landing here. Uh, what Sammy? Any comments about Ohio State? Did you did you go d- deep in the weeds? Uh, look at their schedule or what? I I did uh, very very quickly. Um, yeah, you were kind of talking about some of the big wins. Obviously, yeah, they beat Duke when they were number one, um, and they beat Seton Hall. That was another big one that they had. Um, but they had a lot of like kind of interesting losses. They lost to uh, Xavier. They lost to Florida. Um, they lost so, Xavier a lot too back in the day. Well, yeah, I know how about it. So, uh, but their most recent win, uh, games uh, in the well, they lost yeah, they to beat, Penn State in the tournament. I think. Yeah, they lost yeah. to Penn State in the tournament. They beat Michigan State uh, at the end there. That was a big one. That was a huge one coming down uh, to the end of the season. But they, I mean, they they ended the season losing four or five. So I think oh. that's part of the reason why they're they're now a a seven seed. Seven, right? Uh, is because they got some injuries too, I think. Yeah, right. So, yeah. But uh, they're one the the guy that everyone talks about is EJ Liddell. It's like he's the guy that can fill up the stat sheet. He can score from all three levels, and I've said it all this year. But it's like you get the big guy or a bigger guy that can you know score from down low. That's going to cause problems for our team, um, and unfortunately, that EJ Liddell is one of those guys where he, he can kind of muscle up and. and, and Post up, but again, going back to what we've been talking about, this team—they have a lot of interchangeable parts. Where, yeah, it may be Chris Knight, but it may be a here, you know, it may be Tom Welch, or just like rotating guys through. And so it's like I really do like the matchup, um, yeah. and then would love to see, you know, you know, looking at the bracket, um, then the two fifteen game would be Villanova Delaware. I would love to see it up against, you know, Villanova. Uh, although I don't sleep on Delaware. I mean, cause that team, mm. you know, they won the CAA. They're a good team. Um, Jameer Nelson jr. Which how crazy is that? Like the, guy, the guys, yeah. Junior, uh, you know, guy that we watched when we were all in school, uh, playing for UMass. Oh no, no. Um, he played St. for St. Joe's. St. Joe's. Yeah. St. Joe's. Um, is now his son is now, you know, in the tournament. So crazy. Uh, Sammy, can I just tell you this to that point real quick? Um, yeah. After my freshman year at Loyola, I went and worked the summer camp circuit, and I was mm-hmm. roommates with Rick Brunson, you know, who played at Temple. And yep. he went, you know, played, I think, 13, 14 years in the league. I bumped into him at the Final Four because his son, Jalen, was playing for Villanova. Right. I couldn't believe right. I couldn't believe we were that old, right? We started laughing. Yeah. Like, man, I still feel 17 some morning. The other thing, too, I look at uh, – I was watching Purdue, Iowa earlier today. And uh, I said, man, that Matt Painter, he's getting old. And then I realized I had played against him when we were at Loyola. So I, <laughs> <laughs> I must be getting old, too. But, um, you know, I'll tell you what about this matchup, too. 
I think about that Illinois game last year. I mean, they're yep. big boy. I thought he was going to wreak havoc. And, uh, you yep. know, Coach Valentine, he's got a whole week here to put together a defensive scheme. I think they're going to mix up some double teams, throw some guys at him, make him give up the ball and make other people beat him. And, you know, we got good perimeter defenders. So um, I feel really good about that matchup. Yeah, I, 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 I love the fact that they now have, you know, four days, four days to prepare. Uh, yeah. And so it's like any time that Loyola has had an opportunity to prepare for a team, um, I, I think they come out prepared. And, and that's really yeah. exciting uh, to see because if you look at their losses this year, they happen at times that were like they're playing four games in eight days mm-hmm. or, um, you know, a back-to-back where it's like there's not as much time to prepare or like that crazy, they go out to Salt Lake and they come back, you know, yeah. kind of thing with, you know, Missouri State loss. But it's just like with this, it's like four days to prepare. It's like uh, I like I like that opportunity. And the fact that, too, that then now they know, hey, Villanova, Delaware could be next. It's like then they prepare for those guys as well so it's like that's I think that's that's a it's a huge bonus well and i, I love peak at nova this year too uh, on the west coast my daughter um she's a third generation division one athlete so she's a swimmer at ucla and i snuck down there and watched them play nova early in the season it was a tough game um ucla ended up squeaking that out but you know i hate to say this about villanova i know they just won last night but i wasn't that impressed i mean we'll see i don't want to count any chickens guys especially it'd be a loyola right but if we can get past the <laughs> state and they don't lose to Delaware because they do have a good team, right? Um, I feel good about that matchup. Get us back to the Sweet Sixteen. I, I and, and even looking further down the bracket, you know, with above us is Colorado State, Michigan, Tennessee, Longwood. Like, I, like okay. no one's like no one has somebody like I don't know about that. It's like right. all of those teams are like I feel like we can again goes back to my like here's what I want from Loyola that every time they step on the court they have an opportunity to win. Because yeah. they they play their game, they can win, and we've seen that where the, this year where they've you know like that Northern Iowa game even in the regular season at Gentile or even in the mm-hmm. tournament or Spanish was like no one wants to play that team. Yeah. I mean, a lot of teams will play the team that that showed up at Drake or uh, or at Northern Iowa, but it's even that was like they scored ninety six points and still only lost by six. You know, just like hey. they, Loyola can play a game that's just like don't don't sleep on them. And I, I love the fact that that their their side of the brackets like I, I'm with you, Matt. I, I think they really could go to the Final Four again. I, I don't see I love reason it. why not. Well, I, I'm sure I'm sure guys I'm sure guys someone in in Columbus you know was sitting there going, hey, here's the good news: we're the seventh seed. And who are we matched up against? Oh, Loyola. Right. <laughs> like I it, it, it had I've, the selection show. Yeah. No, Clark. Yeah. Yeah. So he no. says, uh, he says, Oh, it's uh Ohio state seventh seed, uh, in Pittsburgh. That'll be a comfortable game for the Buckeyes. And then they flash up Loyola was playing. He says, that will not be a comfortable game. For the Buckeyes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And, 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 and whoever the analyst right there though, and whoever the analyst was said, yeah, I see uh, Loyola going past Ohio state. Sorry, Clark. Yeah. And then they yeah, went on to start talking yeah. about Villanova. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Um, and, and then last year I felt like they could win. I mean, I, I was, I thought it was a little bit of a letdown when they lost to Oregon state. Right. Oh, so and now, no, without a doubt, that was a letdown. They, they should have beat them. they, I still think about that game. It's like, how did they lose that game? I mean, especially because in the fact of like looking back to then what happened to Oregon State this year, where they won three games. I'm like, okay, what? I know, like, like when when, when we had a quality team and we just, you know, I skipped church that weekend. I think that was the problem. 
<laughs> I went to school. Lost her direct line. I went to I went to church the other day with the scarf, the sweatshirt, and the hat. And uh, I saw our old retiring pastor, and he said, uh, "Is there a big game today?" I go, "They're all big games at this point. I just don't want to That's mess right. anything up." So this is you why know, I wore the church. I wore this today. <laughs> We we own that now. Look, I, put, I threw it on the old school yeah. hat. Still fits. Um, we we own that scarf now, though. Right. So the other day, I'm with a buddy. We're at a sports bar on Friday night. We're watching the UCLA USC title game, uh, right. or a semifinal for the Pac-12. And the yes. guy is walking out of the bar a couple hours later. And he's got the 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 scarf on. I said, "Oh man, you go to Loyola Chicago?" He's like, "No, it's for USC." I was like, "No, it's not. Not anymore, baby. We, no, we own that, man. Come on." Walk, I got, fellas, I got to tell you, walking out of, what was it, Phillips Arena after we beat Kansas State. And, I mean, I watched them play Kentucky that game before, right, back in 18. And I was like, man, we are in trouble, right? We killed Kansas State. I'm with probably 40 guys. There's a huge section of Ramblers up there. We've all got our scarves, our gear on. I mean, walking out of Phillips Arena on that Saturday night, man, we felt like the kings of Atlanta. And reconnecting with all those buddies and, Getting to relive that experience, man, that was probably one of the highlights of my life, man. Awesome. Truly awesome. Well, who's going to Pittsburgh next week? Anybody? I'm not this kid. <laughs> it's a it's a seven hour drive from Uncle Jeffy's house. Um it's it's uh yeah, it's seven hours from or seven seven and a half from here. So from southeast Virginia. So but uh yeah, I it, it I I'm struggling with the fact that my parents, uh, Matt and I, our parents are coming in uh, to see the the grand grandgirls uh, okay. on Wednesday. So I'm, I'm hosting, so I can't just say, "Hey, thanks for showing up." I'm, I'm off to Pittsburgh. <laughs> well, I, I, I think I think my dad might actually be like, uh, "I'm coming with." You know? I put. <laughs> uh, I took him to the last game of the year. He went to Evansville with us. Um, so, but um, I was going to say. Um, we, uh, yeah, I think, I think if I get to, I don't know. I think I, if I get the tickets, I'm going. So it, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do in Pittsburgh over the weekend. We better win. Cause I, I don't want to drive back. Um, <laughs> you know, so. Pittsburgh, uh, Pittsburgh is an underrated city. Man. Well, I, I, time there. I just never been there Not before. Bad. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Smart my words, right? You, you get to the airport. Or if you, even if you're driving, there's a huge mountain that kind of, uh, there's three rivers right there. Right. So you pull through this big mountain tunnel and, Kind of see downtown sitting on this little hill, three river. It's a, it's a it's a pretty town. I unfortunately, fellas, will be in Austin. Uh, work for a biotech company. I told you we have our first. Yeah, I think it's our first live meeting in over two years. We're getting the whole crew together in Austin. So oh, if we make it exciting. to the Sweet Sixteen, though, I'm 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 going to find a way to be there. Well, well so wh- where does it go from if they when they went out in Pittsburgh? There you go. Where they're yeah, where's the, what are the they're in the south? So I don't remember where the south regional is uh, i'm drawing a blank maybe it can't be in greenville because uh, yeah I, i'm about to look that up but maybe texas somewhere well fingers crossed for that it's a shorter flight we'll see uh, maybe atlanta again you know hey there you go tennessee we beat them before right they had the big big kid admiral something man i thought we were gonna get, oh man we, admiral schofield he was from chicago too so admiral schofield right. he's in the league yeah. now uh and yeah, uh yeah, and it's funny. My son, uh, who just walked through, he's a sophomore. He walked through, and he's like, oh, well, I hope you guys don't face Tennessee. I go, well, we beat him once in the tournament. So Clayton Custer with the kiss. Yes. So good. Good stuff. Oh, man. I, all right, one more story. I'm a storyteller, as you guys can tell. 
I'm Go at for the it. corporate office in uh, Foster City, right outside of San Francisco here, and it's a tournament. They're playing my uh, Loyola's playing Miami in that opening game. Uh, right. but, you know, got a lot of meetings, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. So in the middle of a meeting with my boss and literally told him, I said, man, we, we need to pull up my iPad real quick. This is a tight game right here. I'm getting my phones blowing up. So I pop up the iPad in his office. You know, we're supposed to be doing all this serious biotech business. And Loyola hits that, that buzzer beater, uh, Ingram. And it was up for grabs. And I couldn't help myself. I got a little excited. And I, who knew right then and there we were going to go on this run. And a couple weeks later, I'd be in uh, San Antonio for the final four. So here's hoping oh, for a little exciting. bit of that same serendipity this year, right? Hey, cool story, yes. bro. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Now, Sammy, where are you at, man? Are you you're you're south? You said, or I'm in southeast Virginia, uh, right outside okay. of Virginia Beach. Um, so okay. I'm literally due east of you. Uh, gotcha. Of San hey, so. Norfolk State got in again. Yes, they did. That. Yeah, women and men. I think. Yep. Fighting. Where, where are you living now? You in still in Chicago? Skokie, baby. That's how I roll. I love it. <laughs> 15 like minutes from uh 15 minutes from the genteel uh yeah can't beat, that. Can't beat it can't beat it it's not, I'm, in, I'm in trouble though man I, I did the best i could fellas i moved out to la for a few years met my now wife of 20 almost 21 years and then moved her back an la girl to chicago and uh i thought that first winter she was going to divorce me I mean, she, had never <laughs> seen, she had never seen cold like that before so then i moved her out to the bay about seven years ago and my daughter was my youngest was starting her seventh grade year in school, and uh, it was about a month of living here. We lived about 10 minutes north of Palo Alto. It, it really never gets above 80 and below 55, and uh, yeah. a couple months of that, and she was like, hey, we're sticking put for a while. So, <laughs> and now, and now we're empty nesters, so there's the possibility. Uh, you guys got to help me with this. The possibility of a condo, maybe in Chicago for the summers, is, is on the table, so we'll see. Fingers crossed. Nothing yeah, like may, I, I, as I always say, tell my parents, it's like, uh, yeah, you can come down to Virginia, but, you know, November to May, because it's, you know, you get a little taste of winter, but then once May hits, it's like the humidity hits, and it's just oh, like, yeah. it ain't no joke. And oh. so, but we have the ocean, and the mountains are a little west of us, but, um, but yeah, I'm, you know, Chicago, you know, May to November, May to October, it's like, it's uh, no. nice. All right, we're talking. It's weather talk, guys. Let's let's wrap this up. <laughs> Rambler Nation <laughs> just <laughs> Rambler Nation just Rambler turned off their iPod. What going on? <laughs> <laughs> Current students are like, oh my gosh, this is my dad talking. <laughs> All right, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna play the music. Matt Hot. Oh oh. One last thing. One last thing. Since we have you here, here, Sam and, Sam and I went. You know what? We want to give out one last award for the regular season, and we're going to call it the Golden Hammer. This yes. is this is the guy for heart and hustle for the whole year, uh, and it's it's unanimous. It's Lucas Williamson. This guy, this guy. It. It, it's funny, you know. There were so many games where a guy stepped up, and Lucas Williamson was just great in that game. But it's like there was someone else who we were focused on. We just were we just kind of expected Lucas to to show up and to right. lead the team. So I I thought it was worth saying let's give him the golden hammer of the year for heart and hustle and hard work. Obviously he's been hitting the gym. So that's the last thing man, I wanted to say. Congrats to him too, man. What a career. I mean, he can look back and and he's going to be I think one of those players 
that really set the foundation to take this this program and a hold. I mean, he's already been that, right? But he's right. really been that that consistent, you know, go to guy for the last few years now. And I remember seeing him down in San Antonio as a freshman, and I knew he had some talent. But you know, just kudos to him on an outstanding career, loyal and. and well, and even I want to I want to take that even further. It's like, Matt, you talked about it. It's like if coming in the early 90s, we were coming off of that wave of the mid 80s teams that were really good and went mm-hmm. to the tournament. And and, and we, ha- we saw the signs and the, and the banners for the 63 team and, and the teams in the 60s. But here, Lucas, you know, it, through the, the Loyola Project movie um, and documentary, it really kind of brings out, you know, the whole spectrum of Loyola. And I it just, it, it, he shouldered that this year in a way that it, not only he, yeah. he played well, but he even improved his game this year. Um, and then also, hey, yeah, I'm also going to narrate and, you know, co-direct this movie and just, or co-produce it and just like what a just uh, like mind-blowing year that he's had and, oh. and just like golden hammer it's like I, I, I don't know platinum hammer i don't know if we get better than the golden but yeah that just what a oh, phenomenal man. year like i was watching all day a tip of the cap to him right yeah. <laughs> yeah and he quote tweeted me this week so you know me and lucas we're like this on twitter hey and coach valentine uh replied to one of my tweets this week so look he at that did. Yeah. talking look, about the shoes look baby. at that yeah. yeah he he wanted to t- tell me he did wear travis scott uh low mochas uh during one game this year uh, so, wow. so yeah, I, okay. I missed it. So coach drew posted a picture of him wearing the shoes on the sidelines. So, uh, contract must be pretty lucrative, I guess. I, <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, I just want, I want to, I want some of those shoes, man. Uh, I I've seen, I, know, I right? saw on the Twitter thread, Loyola guys are buying the shoes to, to wear to games. Like they're, they're buying shoes to match the coaching staff. Wow, which I need, I need to go back to the free shoe contract days. Like I wear a size sixteen, and you know they 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 know how to sting me on the goat. There's like two pairs of every shoe. Like nationwide, it's me and another guy competing for. Them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and you were talking about getting quote tweeted. I just got to tell you guys this. I was pretty excited about this, so thank you one for having me on. But two, uh, my mom Mary Hawes, I'll give her a little shout out. I, I told her that I was coming on this and. You guys gave out that award. She said, oh, honey, it's so nice to be recognized for your efforts all those years ago. So, <laughs> <laughs> I had to throw that in there. Mary, Mary Haas. Mary Haas, Mary we Haas. love you. We love you. She's, right. Is she still out in Orland Park, or where's she? Where's no, she? Man, they moved up to, to Minneapolis. My, you know, my dad played up. Uh, it, was it cold Minnesota. enough in Chicago? Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> she's, she's from a small farm town up near the border. Uh, my okay. dad's from rural Mississippi. You know, he had to leave the deep South. Think about these yeah. guys in the sixties. Cause they weren't, you know, the, yeah. the, uh, the SEC wasn't integrated. Right. So he's playing at the right. university of Minnesota. They meet, they get married, um, you know, interracial couple back in the sixties. So, and they just celebrated 51 years of marriage, man. So oh, I'll throw that awesome. out as a shout out to them too. Yeah. My dad, that's they awesome. love coming to the game. They love the old crew. So, well, congrats to the whole Haas family. What do we got? You said you had a third generation, NCAA Division One athlete. Uh, Sammy's hoping Morgan for. Haas. Sammy married a Division One athlete, so he's hoping yeah. for a uh, a second generation coming up. Uh, I hope our genes don't screw it up, though. <laughs> <laughs> The genes is half the battle. You know, she's an athlete, but she's a uh, she's a freshman swimmer. Morgan Hawes at UCLA, and they just nice. finished fourth in the uh, in the Pac-12 behind Stanford, Cal, and USC. So look out for her next year. She's a long. She's a mid-distance freestyler. 
Yeah, our our niece is a a freestyler, and so uh, and uh, a butterfly, and also a mor and also a Morgan, uh, a Morgan, yeah. yeah. Uncle, Uncle Jeffy's daughter Morgan. Those Morgan's got to stick together. Come and on. and I right. and I took her to uh, the last game of the year. She she came with us, so so she's a Rambler fan too. Hey, well, my Morgan saw a few few games in the in Gentile, sitting right next to me, man. Yeah. All right. So here we go. I'm going to play it out. Let's uh, let's thank uh, our guest Matt Hawes for coming on the show. Let's thank Mary Hawes for just being his mom. <laughs> uh, you've been listening to the entertaining two ramblers podcast where middle-aged guys are talking ramblers hoops from a very different perspective shout out to the 90s and our special guest matt the hammer Hawes today i'm your host with the jokes and for the analyst with the attention to detail sammy d this is the two ramblers podcast and we can't wait till Friday in Pittsburgh where the Ramblers will go up against the Ohio State Buckeyes and we'll cover that action next weekend on the Two Ramblers podcast. Go Ramblers! Go Ramblers! Go Ramblers!